0: Hello there. Welcome to my show, Why Would You Say That?, where I talk politics, conspiracies, and other fun or disturbing topics depending on your view. It's important to remember that although I intend to only provide the truth, some information may be false due to personal opinion of mine or faulty information. Remember, you may learn things here, but it's always important to form your own opinion as well as do your own research. Do not just take my words for granted. So what I'm here today to talk about is the prison industrial complex. This is a uh, one of my more highly researched uh, episodes compared to the last few, so hopefully uh, this is going to be the way that I will be proceeding in the future with a uh, more heavy uh, research-based show so that I have more information for you to uh, take in so you can learn something more. Of course, I'm new to podcasting, and uh, I assume that as the as I progress further with more episodes more topics the content will improve so without further ado let's jump straight into the topic so as I said today we're here to talk about the prison industrial complex now this isn't about prison exactly it's uh, more just about how the entire system is rigged to benefit the elite lizard people and use humans as livestock for money flow now I say lizard people That doesn't necessarily mean literally lizard people. That's more so just a contain-all term, uh, that I use a lot to refer to the elites, uh, because honestly, uh, I'm not sure that any of us can really name, uh, who's really in charge here, and, uh, it's like that old saying goes, if you know their name, they don't control shit. So that's not always true, because we do know the names of people who control a lot of things, but the the more nefarious people hiding behind the closed curtains are, of course, people that we do not know of. So, uh, back to the uh, prison industrial complex. Contained within the prison industrial complex is a series of factors, some of which are obvious if you think about it. Some of them aren't. But still, this is uh, these really aren't things that most people would find themselves thinking about but if you do think about breaking down what's contained within the prison industrial complex, uh, as far as money and finance-wise, um, here's, here's kind of a breakdown of it. So within the prison industrial complex, one of the biggest problems is the use of privatized prisons. So beyond that, there's other money-making elements at work here with a lot of the uh, privatized prisons and, of course, other uh prisons but uh there's corporations that contract that uh contract cheap prison labor there's uh the construction companies of course which uh get paid to build the prisons there's uh the surveillance technology providers the people that are putting the cameras in the prisons setting up the surveillance systems uh all that stuff uh there's the food service and the medical facility corporations for the prisons And uh, there's also private probation companies. And of course the lawyer and lobby groups that represent them. So all of these uh, represent certain um, elements of cash flow in and around prisons. So already, of course this is all kind of obvious basic stuff. But um, with the cash flow in and around prisons, uh, it's starting to look more like a business. Which as I will explain to you some of this is opinion, most of this is fact, Uh, would be that uh, privatized prisons within the prison industrial complex are a business, and they make their money based off of the inmates that are contained within the prisons, so they are effectively turning the imprisoned population into livestock and using them for profit. And there's a lot of people that I've heard make the argument, well, fuck them, they're prisoners. They, they deserve to be in there. They've done something horrible. As I will get into, that's not always true. There are people in prison who deserve to be there. They went on killing rampages just for the fuck of it. They raped children. They molested children. They've raped women. There's a whole list of shit that you deserve to go to prison for. But there's also people in there for shit that you should never go to prison for. And as I'll get into later, the whole basis of the prison game here is to keep people in prison and to increase recidivism. So none of it's good. So the building and expanding of prisons is often presented as a positive thing economically, creating employment opportunities uh, as well as more. So basically, people try to present this uh, privatized prison as well as just prison in general thing as this is good for the economy, there's, uh, there's new employment opportunities and all that fun shit but most of these benefits are to be had at the expense of the imprisoned population so uh, the continued uprise in privatized prison through economic quote unquote incentives has led to a massive increase in incarceration rates which disproportionately include people of color That's another point that I will end up getting into later in this episode. And, of course, that's going to have a whole lot of people pissed off. Anytime you're talking color, whether it is negatively, positively, or neutrally, whenever you talk color, that's such a fucking hot-button topic nowadays that everybody's going to jump straight on your asshole. And uh, people are just going to get mad. They're not even going to listen to you. You're going to say black people, white people, and Mexicans. I could just say those. People are already pissed off. I didn't even say anything about them. Guess what? There's still people pissed off. If you want to email me, my email address is um, 313 yourself at gmail.com. So uh, go ahead and send an email there. And uh, when you're done with it, print it out, wipe your ass with it, and throw it in the trash. That's how I feel about your uh, email telling me that I'm racist just because I said uh, the words black people. So, this all ties back to the war on drugs. One of the best and most fun things that our government's ever done for us is the war on drugs. Basically, let's fuck everybody over for using drugs. That is now a crime, not something that needs to be treated through rehab or other course of action. It's a crime. You're gonna go to prison, you can fuck off. And let's not also forget the controlled substances some of which continue to this day, that when you smoke weed and you get a little high and you eat a lot of food and you sit on the couch and laugh really hard at Family Guy, illegal. Go ahead, get trashed, beat your kids, beat your wife, go drive a car, crash. That's cool. It's alcohol. It's all cool. You got to have a bush light, right? So, following the war on drugs, with the legislation that was introduced to include harsher sentencing, privatized prisons began to emerge in order to keep up with the rising incarceration rates. So there's another wonderful thing the war on drugs did for us. Obviously. It just led to higher incarceration rates. And when you get higher incarceration rates Jesus, tongue twister. You're going to need more prisons to house people that are being incarcerated. Supply and demand. You got an oversupply of prisoners. There's demand for new prisons and, uh, That does not sound good any way you put it. If there's a demand for new prisons, something's fucking up. Either you're arresting people for the wrong things, or something's happening to your society where people are doing bad shit so often that you need to lock more of them up. So a federal program was initiated with the American Legislative Exchange Council and the Prison Industries Act in 1979 called the Prison Industry Enhancement Certification Program. Ah, uh, certification. Watch me mispronounce words. Welcome to the me fucking up words section. It's going to happen every episode. So, <clears throat> legalized transportation of prison-made goods across state lines. Ah, oh, that was just a whole clusterfuck. Okay, so I said a whole bunch of really, really big words right there. So the federal, a federal program was initiated with the American Legislative Exchange Council and the Prison Industries Act in 1979. So with the acts right there in 1979, since I got to recover this, since I fucked it up, a federal program was initiated. This federal program was called the Prison Industry Enhancement Certi- uh, Certification Program. Not even gonna mention how I just fucked that up. Let's, let's just keep going. So, this program legalized transportation of prison-made goods across state lines and allowed prisoners to earn market wages and private sector jobs that can go towards tax deductions, victim compensation, family support, as well as room and board. So part of the goals with this were to offset the inmate housing costs and to reduce idleness of inmates. The implementation of this substantially helped to create the shit that we know today as the prison industrial complex. So... Sounds like it's off to a really fun start already. They're already trying to make, as far back as the 70s and the 80s, they are already trying to turn a profit off of the people that are locked in prison. So, between 1980 and 1994, the prison industry's profits went from $392 million to $1.31 billion dollars. That's a fucking huge increase. And that's profits made from the prison industry. Profits from the prison industry. Think about that one real quick. Basically what I'm telling you is that a industry that focuses around locking people up so that they can be corrected, uh, pay for what they've done, depending on what it was, basically something that's here to serve Uh, the population on the outside keep dangerous people away and also try to help people you know you go to prison you're supposed to come out corrected uh, i.e. correctional facility but what we're seeing is people who go to prison for minor non-violent offenses and come out a hardcore criminal so you can go to prison for having a fucking joint on you and when you're in there, you get turned into a fucking murderer. And it's not... some. Of course, some of the responsibility are going to go on the person that came back a murderer, but not all of the responsibility can go there. If you put somebody into a situation like that, where they did not need to be in the first place, you're going to need to make certain adaptations to even stay alive, and it's going to alter your mind state and just change your course and your personal well-being. So for private prisons... Within the prison industrial complex, the private prisons, the biggest piece of their budget is labor. So in order to combat this, they have designed... Well, the thing that they've done is they've designed their prisons with more video monitoring as well as heavily clustered cell blocks so they can make the observation of more inmates easier with less staff. So this means that the vast majority of these private prisons are understaffed. So beyond the understaffed crisis, in 1992, William Barr, who was the Attorney General, published a report called The Case for More Incarceration, which argued for higher incarceration rates. This is the same lizard motherfucker who originally helped Epstein get out of a life sentence for being a no-good, kid-touching, worthless, air-wasting sack of human waste. If there's anybody we trust to be telling us that we need to lock up more people, fuck this guy. Fuck him to hell. He's part of the problem. And his whole fucking idea and his whole case is, we need to lock more people up. Man, motherfuck that guy. I'll see him in hell. So this was soon after followed up with mandatory minimum sentencing, which is a huge contributor to a massive rise in incarceration rates. So, now we're going to move on to Bill Clinton. Yes, Bill fucking Clinton. How is Lizard Boy involved? Well, Clinton passed the Violent Crime Control and Law Enforcement Act in 1994, which is the biggest crime bill in history. This act directly increased prison funding by $9.7 billion. It also it also introduced... The Three Strikes Law, which subjects those convicted of three offenses to inhumanely long prison times, which is 25 years to life minimum. Still wondering how we got such mass incarceration? Because shit's already starting to not look so great over here on my end. Just having to read this shit fucking pisses me off. Because how are people not seeing this? And something I hear from so many people in the real world When they see prisoners working on the side of the road and shit, they're like, good, they need to be doing that. And in some cases, yes, if a guy molested a kid, fuck him, let him work outside, do all that shit. But there's people who don't need to be in there. There's people who shouldn't be in there. It's basically modern day slavery, especially when you consider the disproportionate amount of African Americans that are locked up in there by design. So if you if you take that into account, that African Americans are being locked up disproportionately in prisons by design and that prisoners are oftentimes forced to do labor, that's just modern-day slavery. Wake the fuck up. Like, come on. So with all this bullshit, from 1970 to 2005, inmate population within the U.S. increased by 700%. And into the early 2000s, Some states had 50% of their prison population being held in private prisons. And at least nine more states began to expand their private prison contracts. Now, some private prisons have become such profitable businesses. Key word, prisons, businesses. Prisons that have become such profitable businesses... That they are publicly traded companies. Wondering how this is tied in with the central banking cabal? Because you know goddamn well it is. Some of the biggest investors in private prisons have been banks, including Wells Fargo, Bank of America, Fidelity Investments, and the Vanguard Group. Wells Fargo alone has invested $6 million in CCA. CCA is the the Corrections Corporations of America which was founded in 1983 by Nashville businessmen and remains one of the oldest and largest for-profit prisons in America. And it's not just one prison, it's a prison company. So I fucked that up. Uh, That's pretty common though. I'm not sure I need to keep telling you I fucked up. Just assume I fuck up a lot. But that's going to be when I'm stuttering words, fucking up my words and all that. I will acknowledge it. The rest of this, this is straight up. You guys need to listen to this shit, take a good long think about it, and after you had a nice think session, maybe do something about it. What I'm trying to do to my whole uh, one listener, which I think's my dog that's sitting next to me, uh, which is she's just staring at me because I'm fucking yelling into a microphone, that's okay. Now this all ties back into the war on drugs as I mentioned earlier. The War on Drugs decided to treat drug use as a criminal offense rather than something that someone should be rehabilitated for. Since the War on Drugs was instituted, incarceration rates have tripled. Prisons are more focused on punishment instead of rehabilitation. Recidivism, or the tendency of offenders to return to prison after release, big fancy word, right? That should be something that they don't want. You would think that they don't want recidivism. The whole goal is corrections. It's in the fucking name, people. So if the whole goal is corrections, you don't want recidivism. You don't want people that just served their prison bid getting out of prison, going out, doing some fucking stupid shit, and coming right back. So you don't want it, right? Wrong. Instead, recidivism is encouraged. It helps keep these private prisons profitable, which is part of the reason that after returning to the outside... Convicts are subjected to a life that will, in one way or another, attempt to funnel them back into prison. Sounds like a pretty, uh, controversial viewpoint. But, think about this. They have to admit, forever, that they were convicted of a crime. I know sometimes you can get crimes expunged off your record, but to my knowledge, that's minor felonies, and I think it can only happen if you have one on your record. So they have to admit this, that they were convicted of a crime to possible housing situations possible job opportunities and whoever the fuck else they need to admit it to those two are bad enough so this usually will lead to them being denied decent housing because as soon as you put yeah I'm a felon into your housing application they're going to be like well this is a nice upstanding uh, like neighborhood so you can go ahead and get the fuck out of here because there is a massive stigma against anybody who has committed felonies and here's the bottom line I'm pretty sure every single fucking person in America commits felonies. And half the time, we don't even fucking know about it, and we never get caught. So just because people got caught on something or they knew about it or whatever, it fucks them forever. So the next part, after possibly losing out the opportunity to live in a nice place just because you went to prison that one time, or maybe the the other times, who knows how much of a party animal you were, then they have to say that on a job application there's fucking minimum wage places that won't even hire you with with a felony on your record so if they can't get a job well they can but it's i mean come on that's going to cut down their options so drastically it's making it difficult on purpose so if they're going to have trouble getting a job trouble finding a good place to live where are the places where you can live that are just going to ignore that well, the inner city. And what happens when you return to the inner city with no job and a shitty place to live and no fucking money? How are you going to get money? Crime, which is going to send you right back to fucking prison. Don't think that's an accident. That's on purpose. Now, back to the African-American aspect of why prison is fucked. African-Americans make up roughly 13% of the population of the United States but they're close to 50% of the population in prisons. Now, of course, racist people are going to say this because black people commit a lot of crimes. But this can be partially attributed to inner cities being higher crime areas and inner cities being predominantly black. Inner cities are predominantly black by design due to racist housing laws and other deliberate pushes by the elite to keep the black population segregated and... ah, shit. Segregated and into the more dangerous and poverty-stricken areas. Of course, if an area that supplies crime as one of the only options for money is predominantly black, obviously more black people are going to be arrested in this scenario. However, it also comes down to the treatment of black people within the justice system as well. Basically, what happens to you after you're arrested? Well, the days of horrible racism in society are not far behind us. In the same way that many of my black friends have older relatives who lived through the days of pervasive racism, many of the older white population did as well. Except, think about which side they were on. The black people were the ones that were being discriminated against because of their race. Who was doing it? The white people. And guess what? Many of both parties are still alive. So if many of these older white people are still alive, you best believe many of them still hold their racist beliefs. Can't teach an old dog new tricks. So with a police force that tends to attract racist personalities, as well as a court system primarily ruled by older white people, once they are arrested for a crime, a black person will oftentimes face a harsher sentence than a white person, even for identical crimes. Sometimes a white person will get let off. They'll get let off with probation or sometimes even let off altogether. And with a black person, they'll throw the fucking book at them. And if that doesn't sound wrong to you, something is wrong with you. Now, as far as prison population, just in general, for every 100,000 people that are living in the United States, 724 of them are in prison. In second place with this statistic is Russia, with 581 people per 100,000. Now, just go ahead and ignore the per 100,000 people. Let's just look at straight-up prison populations alone. So, the U.S. has the largest prison population in the world. The prison population in the United States is 2,193,798 people. China has about three-quarters of our prison population... Now, the U.S., the population of the entire United States, is hovering right around 327.2 million people. And China has right around 1.386 billion people. So they have about three and a half times the people that we have, yet their prison population has 25% less inmates than ours does. Does that not seem to be a problem? Especially with a country like China? If you look at the way China operates, uh, there's some pretty fucked up shit going on over there. Now, for the sake of playing devil's advocate, when it comes to that fact, I'm not going to go ahead and say that it's not possible that China has uh, some sort of inmates that they're keeping off the books or some sort of secret political prisons. But, uh, yeah, just take that fact at face value. The U.S. still has the largest recording... I mean, the recorded prison population in the world. And uh, we are not the number one in the world in size. I know at least China and India are ahead of us, and I think there's probably more. So basically, all this shit taken into account, there's worse shit with private prisons. Many private prisons have contracts with the states that they're located in where the state has to supply a certain amount of inmates to them for every X amount of time. So they have the state has these inmate quotas that they have to reach for these prisons. They have to arrest, convict, and send off a certain number of people to these prisons every certain amount of time, and if they don't, guess what? The state owes them money. So if they ever hit crunch time, say for example... I'm just going to pull some numbers out of my ass. Say the state has to send 800 people to this prison before the deadline. And they've only got 700 people. That's 100 people they need to send or else they're going to face some big ass fines. Do you think that they're going to pay those fines? Or do you think they're going to do some crooked ass bullshit to get out of those fines? As always, they're going to do some crooked ass bullshit. This is where you get people that are just fucking arrested for, like, fucking pissing in a bush or something. Like, you can do anything. They can come up on you. If a cop really wants, with the amount of power that they have in this country, they can make your life a living fucking hell for no reason. They can just come up on you and fucking turn your life to shit. So if there's racist cops out there in the world, which there is, there's racist types of every person out in the world, and I don't know what it is about being a police officer... Maybe something about an inferiority complex where you feel that you need to be a bully to society and you feel that you need to have a weapon on you at all times and power over other people. But being a police officer seems to attract racist people. So, under this theoretical scenario, where they have a hundred people they need to send to prison or else they're going to face some fines, fuck it, go, what are they going to do? They're going to go right after black people pull over, I don't know. there's all sorts of police corruption going on. They might just fucking pull over a black person, smash their fucking taillight, say that's why they pulled them over the black person gonna get pissed off. What the fuck's your problem? And then boom, they're they're gonna say, oh, you're resisting arrest. There wasn't even an arrest in the first place. You can pull an arrest out of fucking thin air. and then when cr- cops commit crimes like this, commit any sort of Crime, corruption, murder, whatever they do, shoot an unarmed black person, shoot an unarmed civilian of any kind, guess who investigates them? The other cops. We're not going to act like this Brotherhood in Blue isn't a real thing. If you're being investigated by your closest homies, what are they going to do? They're going to let you off. They're not going to be like, oh, fucking go surf forever. They're going to obviously say, oh, well, no, the investigation's not warranted. They didn't do anything wrong. So that's another scenario with how you end up getting disproportionate numbers of black people locked up in prison. And as far as the fines for the state for not meeting the quota, that's so fucking common. It's the same thing with this whole vaping bullshit that was going down a few months ago about how uh, vapings killing people when it was really just the fucking vitamin C or whatever that was in the illegal THC counterfeit cartridges that was killing people. The reason that was such a big problem is very similar to this uh, privatized prison thing, is that the t- big tobacco companies have these deals with states where the states nobody can bring up a lawsuit against the tobacco companies for giving them cancer or or whatever and in response to this for the states upholding this end of the deal, the tobacco companies pay the states a fee for this, and the fee is based off how many cigarettes sell, how many packs of cigarettes sell in your state for the year. Now states, of course, went and they spent this money before they actually had it in their fucking hands, and what happened is with the uprise in vaping, there was a big downturn in the cigarette sales. And they needed that back, so instantly vaping became a really big deal... And everybody pushed that it was killing you, and some states even made it illegal. Fucking Michigan made it illegal Instead of if you had more than, like, three bottles of vape juice, those are dealer quantities. So what? You're just a fucking vape juice dealer? What the fuck is that? Yeah, I deal dirty socks. Who the fuck does that? It's kind of unrelated, but it's the same... We fine you for this scenario... And the states, the governments, the people that are in charge are seen time and time again taking the wrong fucking road. They don't do the right thing. They don't take the right option. They don't do what they're supposed to do. These are our elected officials that are supposed to represent us. And because they are doing shit like this to serve their own self-interest and to get more money, we are in a world where people can be locked up as commodities for a business to make money, people can be locked up because of their color, and people can be locked up for anything that the cops and the judges want to lock them up for. And they will sentence you to 20 to life and not lose a single bit of fucking sleep, and your entire life is gone, and you are just another cog in the machine that is the, in- the prison industrial complex. So that's about all I can rant about for today, I guess. I I think I got pissed off enough. So if you made it this far, thanks for listening. If you learn one thing, great. Tell your friends, lose all of your friends, never get laid again, and your parents are going to fucking disown you. Trust me, mine have. I don't even know where they are. I think they changed their names to get away from me. I'm such a cornball, huh? So this has been Why Would You Say That? Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you soon. And remember, go ahead and write some letters. Tell people that you're fucking pissed off about what's going on. And they're not going to change a goddamn thing.